Well, I mean, this week has been an exciting week. Baku never fails to deliver. Yeah, I mean, we're Baku. Baku was Baku. Baku. It had red flags. It had yellow flags. It had crashes. It had <laughs> DNFs. Race though. No, I'm not talking about race. I'm just talking about the weekend in general. We had three practices and a qualifying and a race. Yep. Yep. And we also have a lot of <laughs> – I've put down a lot of F1 news and that's not even all my F1 news. You I really have, have. I've put – um. I've got stuff screenshot in my phone. Jesus. As well. So I feel like the thing that we should focus on this week – well, our F1 news that we should focus on is – the FIA's president coming out and saying some stuff. Did you hear about this or did you just read it in my notes? I, I did. No, I did. I did hear about this. So basically the quote is, Nikki Lauda and Alan Prost only cared about driving. Now Vettel drives a rainbow bicycle. Lewis is passionate about human rights and Norris addresses mental health. Everyone has a right to think. To me, it's about deciding whether we should impose our beliefs in something over the sport all the time. I am from an Arab, I can't say, Arabian, Arabian culture. Arabian. (laughs) (laughs) I am international Muslim. I do not impose my beliefs on other people. No way. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty heavy. What were you going to say before I cut you off? I just, we are, we have never pretended to be anything but a safe space for women and queer yeah. and for non-binary and the fact that they've come out and said that they don't like the drivers talking about this kind of stuff kind of feels like, especially during Pride Month, it feels like a bit of an attack, eh? I know. I have so many, so many things Thoughts? I want to say about it. Yeah. Um but first we'll go through some of the driver's reactions. I know they are Seb, Lando and Hammy on their reactions. Seb pretty much said that he supports Lewis and Lando and himself um, as the, all the beliefs that they all stand up for are important. Um, Lewis thinks that they should use their his platform for good because he has such a wide reach in the community, which I think is a great thing. Lando's um, reaction was, that he has a platform to influence and use that to change the world and it's amazing to have that influence on people and that um, that he can implement change and the more progress we make, the better, which I th- all agree with. And I think even Natalie um, came out and said that they should be using their platform for good. Like it's, yeah, I just, I can't believe that he would say that. One, in Pride Month, two, after like, how many steps we've made as a society forward. And it just shows that middle-aged men should not run everything. And, I mean, it definitely plays in to the fact that we have countries like Saudi and Bahrain and even Qatar that are getting a look at Formula One mm-hmm. where, where where human rights just isn't really a thing in a lot of places. Um, so I can see, ugh. I have, I have, I could, we could do an entire episode. Yeah, we really could. On our thoughts on this. Um, um, so, what Natalie said, sorry, I just read the quote in my phone that I had saved, which I mm. got wrong. 
was what separates a good sportsman from a great sportsman is what they um, do with their platform. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like let's use, like we don't have very big platforms, but we try to use our platforms for good. Um, And I just, I don't, I can't believe that we're still in an era where that this is happening. I know it's the 21st century. I, and I understand that people have different beliefs and things, but but human rights and being who you are, I think, I think that that should be universally allowed. And yeah. uh, speaking out on these things because people are a minority should definitely be allowed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that the more that we do to stand up for the people that don't have a voice, the more that we can get as a, like better as a society. I don't understand why we're trying to live like it's 105 years ago anymore. I know it's. It's, yeah, I'm, you know what, I really hope that Charles brings out, like, a rainbow bandana this week. Oh, my God, I would, can he sell a Charles rainbow bandana? I would, I want a Pride Month Charles bandana. Charles, I know you listen. We have a listener in Monaco. So, um, just hook me up if that's possible. Also, Seb rocked up uh, the day after that um, quote from Muhammad wearing a T-shirt that said, oh, every day is a Friday for the future. And I was like, yes, King. (laughs) Sebastian Vettel is the queer ally that we didn't know we needed. And, I mean, his uh, his article and attitude. In other F1 news... Um, I know that there was a bit of a sketchy sketch pit exit from the Red Bull teammates um, back in the Monaco weekend. Um, and it's actually been cleared up by the FAA that it's allowed to happen, which I mean, it's, I mean, you're allowed to have your tyres on it, but you're not allowed to cross it completely. So, I mean, now that we have that clarification, everyone's going to be like absolutely exploiting that rule. I feel like we touched on this after Monaco as well. Well, yeah, after Monaco, we touched on it and we were like, well, the instances between Max and Checo, Max kind of like drifted across the line mm. as opposed to Checo, who I think maybe looked a little bit more He actually crossed it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think especially in the wet when you don't have as much um, your tyres, but it's good to get some clarification, even if we're several races into the season oh yeah but i mean this is this is what happens all the time with their fun rules they'll be like this is the rules and then here's what we actually mean but also let's talk about some driver rumors there's a couple going around from the mid-season swap at mclaren and we've moved over to a mid-season swap at alpine right sorry williams yeah williams are you you're reading the screen i know it's fine uh I was reading the screen, but I meant to say yeah, Williams. Yeah, so McLaren has come out, at, I mean, Andreas has come out, not McLaren, Andreas has come out and said that they're committed to Daniel and that Daniel's committed to McLaren. And so now the rumours have moved on to Oscar and our good old Mr. Latifi. And I mean, Oscar came out with that cheeky little pick. At Silverstone, right? Saying that he was driving here soon. Yeah. So I I don't know if it will be for a Grand Prix. I think he might be doing um, what we've been talking about is the Young Driver Program where they have to do a free practice. Yeah. Or two free practices a year. So I think he might be doing yeah. that without ping. Which is funny. For people that don't know, he is signed with Alpine. 
Um, but Alpine have basically come out and said, look, he can be on loan. Um, basically, Fernando is getting signed well, for 2023 at Alpine. That's the... It's, it's the rumour. It's not confirmed yet. Um, so I think that we shouldn't play into it too much because I also heard it... Would you be surprised if if Fernando didn't get another Well, year? I mean, th- I want to go into it for a second. So Pierre... Okay. Pierre has been rumoured for the Alpine seat because he's French and it's a French-based team and Estee's French, right? So it would yes. make sense that Pierre could make the swap to Alpha. I mean, from Alpha to Alpine, though everyone's saying that he's committed mm-hmm. to Alpha for another year. Um, but it's an interesting rumor but then also i um was on tiktok today and what the fuck f1 i mean what the f1 podcast um had spoke about well if we removed every single world champion from the grid what would the grid look like and now i'm like okay hypothetically let's I feel like there should be a rule once you win, like Nico did. Once you win a world championship, like you need to, like you can't race again. I think that would make F1 so much more exciting. So now this is my new rule that I'm advocating for is that as soon as you're a world champion, like you are done. Like you move on to IndyCar or NASCAR or whatever other race you want to go do. But like that, I mean, it would make consistent driver turnover, which would make it more interesting for fans. Um. It would, but then the fans that got attached to specific drivers. It would really, I mean, but they're going to retire at some point anyway, so <laughs> it just makes it sooner. Yeah, I know, later. but like, yeah. Oh, I like the idea. I think the idea is sick. I, I think it's a brilliant idea, but I don't know if it should be after one. Because, I mean, we've seen several drivers do the one and retire, uh, James Hunt and uh, obviously Nico Rosberg. Nico any others? Pete Rosberg come to mind. Any uh, not on the top of my head. Have you got any? <laughs> no, I know nothing about F1 prior to 2020. <laughs> I only know because I watched the, um, the movie with uh, Chris and Girls about Nicky Lauda and James Hunt. <laughs> Yeah, it was a great movie. A, I love that movie. We'll watch it this weekend when you come over. It's such a good movie. I love it. We should watch that Sunday night. Yeah, done. It, it's such a good movie. If you've not seen it, would recommend. Yep. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> they're, just, they're just the two that have recently, that have that come to mind when I think of yeah. one and done. And I think you know, it's kind of a power move. Yeah, I think it is too. I really think it's a power move. And I think that's why I respect Nico so much because he was like, okay, well, I've reached, like, he achieved the goal he wanted to achieve in F1. It's like there's nothing left here for me, which I think is, like, shows a lot of self-respect. I think it does. F1 is, a like, they call it the Piranha Club for a reason. So it's not an easy place to be and that sort of pressure and stress being in the top 20 in the world. There's a reason why they look older than they are. Like, I love them. But. They all look way older than they are. Pierre did have his best uh, finish for the year, finishing fifth. Um, so, you know, Christian Horner came out and said Sorry. that it was too soon for Pierre and Alex and that they're happy with their seat selection. When was that quote from? This weekend. Literally off the TV. Really? Yeah, before FP1. Because if you weren't, if you've not watched DCS and you weren't a fan, uh, there was a mid-season driving, driving, <laughs> a mid-season. 
There was a mid-season driver swap between Pierre and Alex at Red Bull. It was pretty savage. I think there will be a mid-season driver swap because the rumour has been hanging around for so long. I just think that you know how that somehow F1, I feel like in F1 they kind of sandbag. So they release like two rumours about the same person so that no one ever knows which one's correct. Or they release another rumour. It's kind of like Mick Schumacher when it was rumoured he was going to Alpha but he had already signed with Haas. It's like I feel like it's that kind of rumour where it's like – no one knew he was going to go to Haas. They, everyone thought he was going to Alpha. So I feel like, yeah. you know, other teams kind of put out these weird rumours so that it, like, throws other people off. So that's what I feel like. I feel like there will be a mid-season driver swap. I just can't guess who. I'm pegging that it's going to be Latifi. Yeah. I mean, it would make the most sense. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. Can I do the last bit of news? Mm. Um, of course. Lewis Hamilton confirms he's a movie producer producing an F1-based movie starring Brad Pitt, right? He doesn't... Thoughts on Brad Pitt being... First of all, I'm upset that it's not Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise would learn how to drive an F1 car and get his super licence. Second of all, I think... (laughs) I think that... um, he was really shocked because I don't know if you watched the press conferences, but I watched every bit of F1 this I could this weekend. And in the press conference, he was like, how do you know that? No one's supposed to know that yet. We haven't even made a script. Like, and he's not going to confirm any details yet. Like, I think he's read a couple versions of the script. But he hasn't decided on one. So I think it's really funny that like it's already been leaked and it hasn't like even been fully formed yet. It was very much like... I'm not going to give you any information because you're not meant to know any information. (laughs) Yeah, it was honestly the funniest thing I've seen. We had three practices, as we usually do. Um, And, you know, I actually have a lot of notes here, but, you know, I did watch them, but they weren't very memorable. Oh, I actually enjoyed them. I think... I feel like this weekend I really enjoyed F1 the most I have since probably the Grand Prix. Um, oh, that's good. Since the, like, OzGP. And I think I enjoyed it the most because, first of all, it was on a reasonable time that I can enjoy and watch everything. Um, To the point where I can – because, like, if you only watch the – like, I'm not sure what Alison is watch and don't watch. So if you watch from the minute, like, the F1 starts streaming to the minute Ted's notebook finishes – it's about five hours of TV you're watching in one sitting just for a race. That's not including practice. And I actually got to watch everything from start to finish. So I probably watched about 10 hours of F1 over the weekend. And it was really, really nice because the first time I've done that in such a long time. And I actually got to do it Luckily without being you, you were in tonight. isolation pretty much. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but it was nice to like not miss anything and be with it. It's the first time I felt like that for ages. And not be sleep deprived. Like, I'm so sick of being so fucking tired. I'm so tired. So, I mean, turn 15 is the hardest on the calendar, which I learned from all the drivers. They were all complaining about it. Um, And then the second thing I've got in my nose was, I don't know if you noticed, but Naomi's necklace this weekend, I want it. It So she's had that for ages. The 99? No, not the 99, the F1. Oh, I didn't see it. She has like the oh. F1 symbol just like all in diamonds. It is beautiful. Okay, Naomi, drop the link. We need it. 
Oh, I think it's custom made, but preferably in rhinestones so it's cheaper. <laughs> I'll make you a budget one on like some cardboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't wait. Um, we also have Pirelli bringing their softest range of tires, which I think was like the C1, the C2, and the C3, uh, which was nice. We didn't really. They. Yeah, yeah. We won't go into Pirelli, Pirelli right now, eh? No punctures. No punctures. No punctures, though. I'm happy. So, I mean, it's an improvement. McLaren were doing really well in practice, and I had my hopes up really fucking high. Um, and Mercedes didn't do so well in practice. And they were on, like, all the interviews and all the commentators were like, well, Mercedes and McLaren, this is going to be their last race, and now you're going to know where they stand. Like, who's going to come out as the third best team? Um, or the fourth best team or whatever the fuck. Third best team. That's not what happened at all. You know, Mercedes came out weeks ago and said that they weren't going to be strong in um, in Monaco or Baku. And they were stronger than we expected. Yeah, I also think that um, they're also dreading like Silverstone, they were saying. They don't think they'll be strong in Silverstone. I mean, they're not going to be strong it's a fast in the next street circuit, which is literally this weekend. I, yeah. I, just, I don't know if I have... If anyone watches me on TikTok, I'm pretty sure that I'm lucky that I dye my hair every four weeks because otherwise, like you would, I would have completely grey hair. By now. <laughs> I'm so over street circuits at the moment. Give me a real check. Uh, and we had some, we had some reliability issues and practices as well. Just like uh, Mick going out, which was not great. Which was really shit because I feel like he really needed to be out there, especially after the shunt he had in Monaco. Yes, it's all about just getting that confidence in yourself, I think. And something that would really... (laughs) (laughs) What is going on? I'm I'm just laughing because you're talking like you're a part of it, like you know, like, oh yeah, I need to, I need to be out there to get the confidence. Like I'm, I, (laughs) I am, and you know what brings your fucking confidence down? Porpoising. (laughs) Porpoising brings your confidence down, Ash. Yeah, the porpoising this weekend was bad. I mean, McLaren had it the least, but they were still complaining. Um, it was bad. Uh, Mercedes were horrific. Even Ferrari was bad. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that Ferrari went out. I really feel like the porpoising probably jiggled some <laughs> hydraulics out of place. Well, money don't jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> it falls. I jiggle, jiggle. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> my sister just came into my room and scared the shit out of me. Oh, there's a cat. Hi, kitty. What do you have to say about the current F1 climate? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> what does she have to say about um, the driver swap? That's what I really want to know. What do you have to say about the driver swap? What are your thoughts? Oh, you're going to give me some love. I love Oscar Piastri. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Latifi's car died in practice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just think I have nothing to say. I'm not surprised. It's Latifi. <laughs> okay, we switched hats. I can hear you better now. You might want to cut it out of your podcast. Um, so you know how the race is on at four a.m. for you guys? Yeah, it's on at eight p.m. for me. Oh, where? Oh, 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 oh. oh. 
Yeah, Ash is giving you the finger. That's what I think about that. That's what I think about that. Do you know what? I love that. I'm actually happy for you. Uh, She says she's happy for you. But she did. I will listen to it. I'm going to download some episodes of the plane. Oh, I didn't know. That's so sweet. Just some background for people wondering who we're speaking to. We're just chatting to M's sister, Izzy, who is actually responsible for getting M into F1. Fucking Um, ruined my life. (laughs) And ruined her life. Um, So, Izzy, I thank you because otherwise I wouldn't have a business partner. Or she would be my business partner maybe. So, Could you imagine if Izzy was your business partner? You would be cutting it would be 90% the... of this episode. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. It would just be about it would Lewis literally... Hamilton. Oh, episode. actually, she's really into Pierre at the moment. Oh, so it would just be... <laughs> it would just be about Pierre. Yeah, let's get... Let's... <laughs> Get back to work, Ash. Red Bull's supposed to give you wings, but this weekend they didn't give anyone wings. No, because their wings. wing was flap, flap, flapping. Like a. Yeah. Well, wings do flap, Ash. But also <laughs> Yuki Sonoda's wing? Well, that was in the race. Uh, Yuki Sonoda's wing. So, um, Daniel Moshing, what does that mean? Um, so the commentators just. Well, obviously giving it to McLaren because it was the first time they have purpose properly on a race. Uh, yeah, on a track. Yeah, Daniel Washing. All they kept talking about is how that the drivers were doing enough headbanging to go to a metal concert, and that Daniel does go to metal oh. concerts and moshes, and that apparently I remember that. somebody had seen him in a mosh somewhere, and I was just like, yes. this whole thing is wild. You actually recall that happening? It was. They even mentioned the festival name. Um. Then we had a big. Big shunt in F2. Um, yeah, just before which, FP3, which delayed FP3, which means the quality will be delayed as well. Because um, FP3 was delayed two hours, they had to delay quality by 15 minutes as well so that they still had their two-hour gap in case they had to make any repairs on cars. So um, I did the notes for quality, so apologies if they're not as lovish. Uh, in the barriers at turn... I feel like it was 15. It was 7, I think. I feel like it was, f- was it 7. Yeah. 7, maybe 7. Um, And, you know, he flat spotted his <coughs> tyres. <And then, coughs> I'm sorry. And then his uh, engineers were like, go again on the same set of tyres. Pause there for a second. Him. Pause there. What the fuck was that? If he's flat spotted his tyres and shunted into a wall, like he hit the barrier pretty hard. I know there was no visible damage, but surely you would get him in the pits to just double check. Like, are you fucking joking? Aston were the reason for that second crash. Changed my mind. No, I'm not going to because I, I agree. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's fucking true. <laughs> I 100% agree. Um, and, like, even, like, so then Seb ended up in a wall as well. So... It was giving Aston. It was giving me Aston flashbacks to um, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Will admit, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and um, his brakes just kind of just gave up on him. I reckon. <laughs> and the mechanic. I think I can't remember why Seb ended up in the wall. It looks like he had oversteer understeer from memory. Yeah, he when he cr- after he shunted, he asked them to check the brakes. Did you also, okay, I know this is a little off topic and I'm not sure when it happened in the weekend, but did you see the clip where Aston Martin asked Sebastian Vettel to take his hands off the steering wheel? And he's like, are you crazy? And it's like, are you? You you sent that to me and I was just like, 
why are we asking an F1 driver driving upwards of 150 miles an hour to take their hands off the steering wheel? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Babes, what are you trying to do at Aston? Yeah, it doesn't. It's so like, and then he does it. And then he literally does it. He like literally takes his hand off and keeps them like maybe a centimeter from the wheel so he can grab it. And you can just watch his like steering wheel rock. And I'm like, is that the reason he crashed? Like, was were they asking him to do something dumb again? Like, was there something up with like that? Oh, Jesus. I don't know. Uh, Aston, guys, you know I love you. Get your shit together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had lots and lots of toes. A lot of toes. We had Alex mad. First time we've heard Alex mad. I thought that was Monaco. I feel like you mentioned it this weekend. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was going to bring up Alex being mad. Then we had Charles on pole. And, you know, the funny thing is... I think Max has won from more of Charles's polls than Charles has won from Charles's polls. Charles has had 15 polls and only have won six of them. That's ridiculous. And I'm, oh, it's ridiculous. We had the race, which was at the very reasonable time of 9 p.m. in Melbourne. So the other thing that happened was in Quali was Hamilton was going unnecessarily slow through turn 12 trying to get in behind Lando Norris and Lando Norris was like no you're in front you go because Lando was trying to get the toe off him and then they both fucked up their laps <sighs> I don't understand how he didn't get a penalty for that to be honest you know I think we should be stewards yeah and you were right about um Albono being angry he was I was yeah so Alonso went into the runoff on purpose I did think that because he kind of fucked up everyone's laps behind him because they yellow flagged the section. Yeah, so I think everyone, I think it fucked up. Yeah, that was Q1, which fucked up. But I also don't think the people that went out in Q1, it was that bad. Like, I think that it was, like, people that usually go out in Q1. I mean, you're not wrong. So, I mean, as much as it's shit and it, they should have a chance to get out of Q1, like, I think it was, it was still like, oh, well, it's the usual people that are. The huge bunch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we had the race at a re- very reasonable time. It was nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Um, I th- yeah, like I said, I think I got to watch the whole stream and I was in bed still before midnight, which is <laughs> crazy. <Unheard of. laughs> crazy, especially because of the time of uh, the Monaco, um, the Montreal GP is what time? 4am. Yeah. Can't wait. So excited. 4am. It's nice, hey? We had the race and, you know, we had uh, Mr. Charleclair, Mr. Pole Sitter lock up into turn one, Mr. Checo Perez, sneaky overcut, Max trying to cover off Carlos. It was Carlos having a look into turn one and two. It was, it was good. Yeah. I mean, the Ferraris had it going good. Like, the Ferraris were had a comfortable lead, which was – I was heartbroken. I was heartbroken that we had a lot of Ferrari engine failures, which I think is really strange to happen all in one race and all at once. Like we've had a couple here and there, but to happen, have four happen in one race is crazy. Like we ha- we did have three in Bahrain for Red Bull. We had Max for Red Bull. We had the, yeah, we had the Alpha, t- we had the Alpha oh. of uh, Pierre that caught on fire. And then we had uh, uh, Checo. 
um, but, car fail in the last lap. But we knew they were having reliability issues where Ferrari haven't had any reliability issues. And I think it was the first race of the season. So having reliability issues in the first race of the season, you know, it's kind of okay. Having reliability issues basically mid-season, it's not a great look for Ferrari at the moment. Yeah, but I think though, I think it's their first lot of like we obviously had uh, Carlos out with a hydraulics issue. Um, which I honestly think is due to the porpoising. Like I honestly think that something's just jiggled off. My money don't jingle jingle. It falls. I want to see you jiggle jiggle for sure. Um, yeah, I yeah. Does that explain Charles's power unit as? As well. No, I think that's that's obviously unrelated yeah. to uh, porpoising. But I was so heartbroken for him because I was like, fuck, yeah, closing up. Um, and I was really excited for him because obviously I want him to win the championship. You know but who I was upset for? Mr. Sebastian Vettel. Why? Because he pulled a perfect overtake on Esty Bestie and then had a lock up and went into the runoff. He still finished in the top ten. He finished sixth, giving Aston yes. their best finish this year. Yeah, which I mean is amazing. So I'm I'm honestly surprised that Aston had the pace two and six. I'm very impressed. Yeah, I have I honestly can't believe that they did so well. Um, I'm really upset. I would have loved to see what Lance could do in quality. To be honest, we had uh, Yuki Sonoda. Talking about flapping. Yeah, so Yuki Sonoda's DRS literally split in two and was just flapping about, which, I mean, would have been more of a hindrance than it was an advantage. So he had the first black and orange flag with, I've seen, I think, ever. Yes, and was, ever. was called into the pits. And <laughs> Alpha Tauri mechanics were just like, yeah, fuck yeah, duct tape. So apparently the FIA were not happy. <laughs> well, I mean, they apparently they were running after him, but he had already taken out. Yeah, like, I, I heard that's what the commentator said. And we I kind of thought he was going to get a black flag. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. Get, I'm surprised they let him continue the race. And I was just like, that is wild. I mean, Yuki, Yuki-san, you did well. Oh, um, my God. I'm happy. I, Honestly, Alpha Tauri did amazing this weekend. They honestly did. I'm so happy for Pierre finishing fifth. Like, good on yeah. you. You've got your best finish from the year. It's what you deserve. And it's going to give all those people that are maybe sussing him out for a contract a bit of um, bit of a, oh, maybe we should be uh, looking into his contract a bit more. And you know what? I hope it brings, I hope if he does stay with Alpha Tauri that that money goes up. Yeah, um, so the other thing I wanted to touch on, which has taken literally the whole F1 world by storm, is the McLaren drama for this weekend. (sighs) We've discussed this. We've discussed this, um, Ash and I, since the race. And, you know, when did team orders become – when did team orders go too far? Okay, so for anyone that didn't watch the race – Let's just recap it quickly. In the first opening stages of the race, Daniel was obviously straight behind Lando and Lando didn't have the pace because the medium tyres just were not it this weekend. And so they were covering him off and trying to give him space to pit. Um, It didn't work. It only went for two laps and then Daniel had free air. 
Um, towards the end of the race, Lando was behind Daniel and wanted to overtake and got told essentially no, that Daniel can try and close up the gap himself. And if he doesn't, then you can overtake him. And then they didn't let him overtake and made him stay behind. And it was just kind of like, just let them race. Literally just let them race. And, you know, it's not the only set of team orders we got this weekend. But Oh, wait, did you not want to talk about, like, the whole drama of everyone saying that it's English bias? Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, the whole, like, everyone's pretty divvied up on, from what I've seen, a lot of people are either Team Lando Norris or Team Daniel, which, I mean, is what happens when they're the two of the most loved drivers on the grid. I think that Lando's second and first with females and Daniel's, like, fourth. Um, so, and I just find it crazy that, like, people are just putting it down to the – they were both frustrated that they didn't get to overtake and they're both frustrated that they were being used as defensive mechanisms for each other. So I don't understand why people are picking sides. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't think there should be sides picked. I definitely think that McLaren had Daniel finish in front of Lando for a confidence boost. Yeah, I said that to you, right, on the phone. I think so. Um, But I, I mean... Team orders are team orders, and we've 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 seen we've seen teams do bad at Baku. Yeah, and we don't need a recap of that. To be honest, can I be honest? I feel like the reason they didn't, I feel like the reason why the whole team orders were put in place is because Daniel was involved in that crash in 2018, and Daniel has come out and said that he's ashamed of what happened. So I can understand McLaren being like, "Nah, fuck that! Like we're not risking it because Daniel's gonna like he has history." Yeah, that's what I think anyway. That's a real controversial opinion. Sorry if you don't agree, but the race was the race was good. But you know what? It's race week again. Oh, right. <laughs> we're in Montreal. We're in. Uh, we're at Jovelneuve. Uh, we're Do you in. Want to say Montreal. that one more time. I don't know if I said it right. I don't think it's called Jill. Oh, it is called Jill. Jill. Jill's oh. Villeneuve. Because I know Jack's J- J- Jack Villeneuve is his son. Australians. I was Have messaging no with. Well, that. Um, but. TikTok. I was messaging a TikToker on TikTok, TikTok today. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my brain took so long to comprehend that. I was messaging a TikToker today, and um, we were talking about the Australians just can't do French because if we do French, it sounds so fucking butchered. Hey Ash, yeah, Hollywood Francais. <laughs> <laughs> See, like it is so bad. The TikToker I'm mentioning is South Street Media. Check him out. He's on Twitch all the time. I feel like I can party vous français. I feel like I need to put a bit of an accent on if I'm going to speak French. Oh, I always, I imitate the accent. I have to with any sort of language because otherwise the Australian accent just sounds like shit. Like it just, I sound like a bogan. I know, but honestly. Well, yeah. And, you know, Jill Villeneuve. I pr- I pr- <laughs> if, I'm saying it, if I'm saying it wrong, please let me know. Um, but, you know, we've got another street circuit. Honestly, like I said earlier, I am tired. FAA, F1, anyone that's listening, I am tired. Okay, Three weeks in a row. 
Yeah, but not only that. How many have we had and at the start of the season? And you so know we what? Had Australia. Then we've had these three. We've had yeah. Jetta. Our what next is? our next Grand Prix that we're going to is a fucking street circuit. Like, just give me some tracks. Throw in Silverstone, throw in Paul Ricard. I know they're coming up, but I just can we I can we just make the street circuits like spread out through the calendar? Because the anxiety that I go through week in, week out about walls is just too much, you know? And I feel like it's such a dumb thing to have anxiety about, okay? You know, I think that Charles feels feels you on that. I feel like Charles, has- we can go to therapy together. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're in the street circuit. We've got seventy laps. Seventy Fuck. laps of a street She's circuit. She's a short circuit. She is. And you know, Mr. Valtteri Bottas has done well here and his lap record is one point one three point zero seven eight. And that was Seconds. Back in 2019. <sighs> um, and that's you know what, 2019's the last time we raced in uh, Canada. Yeah. I also think that's um like the rookie season for like Lando Norris, George Russell. Uh, you know what else happened that season? Yeah. That's when Seb switched the one and two signs between him and Lewis. Oh, that was Canada. Right, that was right, Canada right, right, Because Seb got a five-second penalty for coming back on the track unsafe. That was such a joke. P1. And that would have um, been his first win, right, with Ferrari. Ferrari. And, I mean, back then we had, we had Seb with Ferrari. We had Carlos with McLaren. Danny with Renault. Oh, what a throwback. I think I might watch the race in pepper. Preparation. Hulkenberg on the grid. Oh, uh, full time legend. Who else was there? Valtteri Bottas was at Mercedes. All right, enough. Okay. Um, <laughs> we also have three DRS zones, a chicane and a hairpin. Oh, right. It's going to be so Monaco. It's going to be Monaco. Monaco doesn't – Monaco's got one DRS zone. So this I'm is just – I'm talking about the hairpin. No, but, I mean, this is what I was about to say is that, yeah, I mean, it's just a faster – Monaco because Monaco has one DRS and mm. this has got three, but Monaco also has a chicane and a hairpin. I honestly, you know what? Canada is my this is my favorite track. Have you ever watched a race? I have. I've actually watched them, and and Canada is my favorite race. So I'm I'm actually very happy to be back. And you know what? When we go next year, you know where we're gonna sit. In the Lance Stroll stand. But yeah, we'll be the only ones there. It'll be great. <laughs> Woo! Um, we'll have a whole grandstand to ourselves. Because we've got two Canadians on the grid and we're racing in Canada. We have Sorry. three DRS zones, which means three long straights, which means porpoising. But DRS helps porpoising when it's open. So it's actually a good thing. Yeah. Let's get into it. The Mercedes are calling for a... Uh, some sort of FIA regulation on porpoising. I can understand it looks fucking horrific and Mercedes have it the worst and a lot of other teams have it pretty bad, but they're not all complaining publicly. I mean, Daniel Ricciardo was the first other person to p- complain publicly this weekend. Um, So, I mean, I think they should have to get rid of it, but I don't like, I think it should be a standard across the grid and I think it should be, Definitely something that 
they, like they can tune it out of the car. They can definitely tune it out of the car. They just lose p- performance and they're going to have to make that sacrifice, unfortunately. And it's, I can see both sides because, well, definitely it's horrible to have this porpoising, but there's other teams that don't have the porpoising as bad yeah, or at all. I mean, obviously in, in Baku, most teams were porpoising to some extent. But, yeah, it's definitely a tuning of the car. And if bringing up that ride height to combat porpoising saves your driver, then you just got to fucking do it. Yeah, exactly right. But, I mean, let, enough about porpoising. Let's chat about the track. What are you – like, what else do we think of it? It's a low yeah. downforce track. It is. It's a fast – fast track I this- but then we look at the long three long straights and we know that red bull have the straight line advantage but so to alpine alpine are fucking slippery in the straights alpine were fucking fast i know that Esty didn't have a great weekend but fernando was impressive yeah he really was i think the it's going to be an interesting track because it is a fast low down for circuit but it is stop start with the hairpin and chicanes and I just honestly, I haven't seen a kind of a Canadian race, and I'm just excited. Who who do you think is going to be up there? Who are you, what's your oh, are we doing predictions? Let's jump into it. Okay, I think that it's going to be. You know what? Let's just keep going with the erratic, the really erratic <laughs> predictions. Because why not? Um, I'm going to say it's a fast circuit. So let, I'm going to say – I'm going to put Charles at top because I'm just trying to manifest a Charles win. Yeah. I'm going to then put <laughs> – I'm never going to put Nicholas Latifi. <laughs> cool, <laughs> And then Lance yeah. Stroll because they're Canadians. And I mean – Why not Lance in second? Okay, well, Lance second and then Nicholas Latifi. Nah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> No, I'll do it for you because I'm a good friend. And it's also your like birthday that. coming up, so that's part of your it present. Is. Fuck, it's a month tomorrow. Um, I like that. You know, I've also got a Canadian com- com- Canadian on my podium. Who? Well, I've got Max in P1. Of course. Of course, because uh, I got Seb in second. You know, Aston did better than I thought that they would have uh, last weekend. And I think he's here for a bit of redemption after Canada 2019. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I got Mr. Lance Stroll in oh. third because you need a Canadian on the podium in Canada. Do you know who I actually hope does well? And I might – look, I'm just going to chuck in a fifth for – a fourth and a fifth for fun. I want Pierre mm. to do well. So, I mean, if Pierre okay. gets a podium – won't be won't be bad um and i think i'm also going to manifest a fifth place for lando because okay. i want mclaren to get some more points i want them to overtake mercedes i'm over this i'm hoping for a double dnf for mercedes no offense mercedes okay if we're going fourth and fifth i did not think this through just um oh, mate we're just eyeballing just, just off the top of my head yeah um i'm gonna say I'm going to say Fernando uh, in fourth. And you know what? I'm going to say Grussell in fifth. Oh, you've stolen, gonna... you've stolen Lid's uh, nickname. I like it. 
Yeah, I'm going to, you know, he's Mr. Consistency at the moment. He's no longer Mr. Saturday, he's Mr. Consistency. And Which you know he's stolen from Carlos. He has, but Carlos, babe, you're not very consistent at the moment. Um, I think for What A Woman this week, we should do something different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I want to talk yes. about our favourite creators. You know, Lids is up there. Lids is definitely up there. She's part of the family now. My fav- One of my favourite creators is F1 Tony. Honestly, I love that she just is all about education and no question is a stupid question, which I think is so important in this industry, especially for women coming through. I like you. Oh, Thank you. A creator I've seen coming up on my For You page a lot is actually Tash. Yeah, I love Tash. I think her, I love the fact that she incorporates her real life and F1. I think that's great. I think it's so important to show that you're not, that your whole personality is an F1. <laughs> Sorry, Em. Unfortunately, ours is. <laughs> Unfortunately, our entire personality is F1. I think it's time to call it a day. Yeah, it's definitely time to call it a day. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, Ashley. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, Emma. And, you know, you can reach us on our socials. We also, coming up after Canada, have an off week, which means that we have our Girls in the Fast Lane Academy. So, you know, if you've got any questions for that, what are our, what are our socials at? So, you can reach us at YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. We don't have a Facebook and we're not going to start a Facebook. Um, Why not? We could get in with the, with the boomers. No, nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> I mean... We have email, we have a website where we've got some new Yuki Eats recipes, um, right? And we're, yeah, just reach us anywhere. Just look us up. We're Googleable now. Just message us. Yeah, get slide into our DMs. We love a good message. We love a good comment. I know we have a, quite a few new followers um, that have come over since we did the Lids episode. So please interact with us. We love having you here and we will see you next week. All right, love you. Bye. Bye.